Welcome to Stop Talking, Take Action, Get Results. Get the knowledge you need from Jen Duplessis with more than 35 years in business and as an entrepreneur and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. Also, be sure to check out Jen's book, Launch, How to Take Your Business to New Heights. Available on Amazon. For a signed copy, contact Jen at jenduplessis.com. Now, here is national and international speaker and coach, Jen Duplessis. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Stop Talking, Take Action, Get Results with Jen Duplessis. I am really excited about today's interview because Tom Hutchins and I, um, from uh, Angel Oak, I don't know why I had to look down to see that, but I'm going to look down at my notes. <laughs> um, but Tom Hutchins and I have been trying to get together for a podcast for, you know, it's been since maybe February. It's been a while. We are in August, right? Because we right. both we both were speaking at NAMBA in April, I believe. So that's really how long this has been going on. Um, so I am delighted to have Tom with us today. He is the executive vice president of Angel Oak um, Angel Oak Mortgage More Solutions. I want to make sure maybe. I get it. I just call it Angel Oak, right? Yeah, and he's, that's all, fine. he's the that's executive fine. vice president of production in Atlanta. And uh, so I just want to say, you know, welcome, finally. Yes, Jen, <laughs> we did. We're, we're, we're online together. How about that? It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> we finally came together. So for those of you that don't know what Angel Oak is, um, I'm going to give an overview of it from my perspective. And then of course, Tanya, I know that you're going to be giving us an overview as well. But sure. Angel Oak is a non-QM lender and has been around for a really long time. You know, I say a really long time because it has but it's kind of come in and out of the market and, you know, it's because of um, the, the credit debacle that we had, you know, years ago that it was sort of went away and then came back again. And, you know, I'm real excited um, because this is one of my favorite products and um, I call it situational lending, by the way. I don't call it non-QM. It's a word that I used when I was um, selling this particular product. Or these products, a series of products, are this way of selling, you know, to people that could not fit into the normal um, lending or QM lending. And um, I, I don't prefer to call it alternative alternative lending. It certainly isn't, you know, in the, in the way that we used to call it in the old days. But um, I call it situational lending because people have different situations, and it requires that us that we look at it. And if we're truly being the best that we can be as a lender and being the expert, then we need to be aware of all things, right? All types of mortgages so that we can provide borrowers with, um, you know, the best possible terms to fit their, fit their needs at that specific time. And one of my friends, uh, Michelle Town, uh, this is all she does. This is all she does. And last month she closed, I wait till y'all hear this. <laughs> last month she closed um, about 18 million. And in one awesome. month because, and she just focuses on uh, bank statement specific loans. And I know you have a whole array of products, but specifically bank statement loans. And that's all she does. That's it. That's all she yeah. does. Yeah. And she doesn't do like million dollar deals. Some of them are, but not all of them. Um, so this is just a very tight market, you know, and I say all the time, niche to grow rich. You've got to just figure out what kind of market. So, um, I thought it was just perfect for me to bring you on today um, to talk about it. So let's get started with, sure. 
correct me right. if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong on my description of Angel Oak, and you can expand on it. But um, I'd like to start with the difference between QM and non-QM because, believe it or not, there are loan officers that don't know the difference because they're working at a bank, uh, maybe at a bank that doesn't broker or doesn't, uh, you know, do other types of financing or a credit union and. I want to make sure that everybody understands the difference and then we'll kind of go into, you know, how wonderful these products are to help consumers get loans. Yes. Uh, I, I mean, Jim, you're, you're spot on. I, I lo love the situational type loans. That, that is what it is. Non-QM just by definition is somewhat of a mis misnomer because QM means qualified mortgage and non-qualified mortgage. It kind of just already starts out with, why would you give somebody who's not qualified? Right. But really, they're not qualified for the, you know, the tight agency or govy box. Mm -hmm. They're not qualified for, not that they're not qualified for a mortgage. So, uh, right. I right. really, you're, you're right on. I, I really like to kind of explain QM versus non-QM because that, that there's confusion just right out of the gate uh, when it has to do with that. Yeah, yeah, and I think that, uh, and and I'm sure you encounter this more because you know I'm not I'm not originating anymore, but you right. you encounter this quite a bit. You know, is the the pushback from lenders in the fear, you know, with risk based lending, and mm -hmm. you know that they're not going to have harbor uh, safe harbor. Right. This is all very technical, so if you don't understand yeah. it, you're listening in. It's it's just a it's a whole other thing, uh, but right. I'm worried about the safe harbor. And so this is probably your biggest challenge is getting, uh, breaking through that barrier, that wall with the, the companies that you're working or trying to uh, target or approach, let alone getting into the, to the loan officers, which we'll talk about in a moment. So right. where is the, you know, if there's a company and I'm sure in look, everybody's real, um, they're sophisticated. I get it. They're owners of companies and whatnot. But where are they missing, missing the ball in this risk adversity that they have? Where are they missing that with you? Well, you know, I will say though, Jen, the last twenty-four months, really, we've seen that risk piece uh, kind of fade a little bit, and, and primarily mm -hmm. because, in just even to further define who Angel Mortgage Solutions is, we've been doing this for really exactly six years. All, this is all post-crisis. Have experience in kind of a non-agency pre-crisis business model, but but Angel Oak itself has been a post-crisis firm, uh, and, and we're really more than just a mortgage firm. We we have a, a capital asset manager, so so every loan that we are doing, non-agency loan that we originate, we, uh, with our affiliate affiliation with Angel Oak Capital, they're securitizing all of these loans. Really that risk aversion has has waned because we now have a track record you know when we were first started six years ago it was like these loans are going to perform we we're sure of it but we didn't have any track record now six years of origination and we can look at the actual performance of the underlying loans and and so people you know it's real data and it actually because these are rated securitizations it's public data so it's not we're just bringing some numbers. Anybody can search and find out the performance of any of the AOMT securitizations. And once you see that, it kind of removes the concern about risk from a performance and, and originating bad loans. Another kind of a misnomer about non-QM is every single loan that we do 
has to have a documented ability to repay. Right. These are not pre-crisis, stated income, no income. These are a documented ability to repay. Now, it's alternative. It's alternative, perhaps, with bank statements, but it's still documented. And, and you know, I, we, we feel like the documentation that we receive from a borrower to approve them for a bank statement, a W-2, you know, a W-2, you think about it, we look at what their gross earnings are, and that's what a borrower qualifies on. A bank statement loan, we're, we're really looking at the net. We're looking at how much money they have coming into their accounts to pay their bills. And we don't do that for W-2 borrowers, do we? We, we yeah. give them the credit at the high end, although we know they have taxes and insurance, you know, all, the, all these other things that, that come out of their- Purses. <laughs> yeah, 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 all, all that stuff. So, Five hundred dollar purses. Yeah, of course. So, so right. I guess my point is that we're we're. It's not really. Hey, trust us. You know, look at the look at the data. Ability to repay is there. It's on every single loan. Uh, you know, to me, like in the agency world, there's there's an even bigger risk because if you make a mistake, like in data entry, your DU and your safe harbor. Is, is really not valid. It's, it's not, if there's any mistake in the, in the, um, in that yes. origination process, and we know there are lots of them mm -hmm. today, your, your risk is that is probably greater, but in our world, we're manually underwriting every single loan and making purposeful credit decisions. So we're very comfortable that, that our, our risk is, is probably even lower from that perspective. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. So, so let me ask you about, you know, the challenges, well, not the challenges. Maybe I want to just rephrase that. Tell me about the, the approach or the thought process you have for your company in being successful to be able to, um, to grow and continue to move forward. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, what have you learned what have you learned? Or that's why I didn't want to just hone in on the challenges. But what have you yeah. learned in the past six years that have taken you now to this thought process of this is how we are going to be successful? If we do X, mm -hmm. Y, and Z, that's going to make us successful. Because I know you had some products that you took away, some products you brought back, some that you changed up. Um, yeah. So tell us well, about some of the things you're looking at moving forward. So I, I'd say at a, at a high level, our, our mission in the last six years has been twofold, education and awareness. Mm -hmm. That's really it. We just, our job has been to make people aware of these products and then to educate them on what they actually are. And we first started this in 2013. That was not too far after the crisis, you know? So yeah. a lot of people saying, oh, here we go. This is subprime 2.0. We're just, we're going to do the same things over again. And we're like, no, we, we need to educate you on what these loans are today and how they differ from pre-crisis, you know, first and foremost, like I already mentioned, ability to repay. That was never, that's a regulation. That's a law. You, every loan that we originate has to have a documented ability to repay. That didn't, that didn't, that wasn't part of our industry in 2005. Now we would all say that you know, if you've been in the business a while, that was always our intention, right? We always wanted to give loans to people that would pay us back, but it did not have to be documented like it does. Mm -hmm. so, um, that, that's probably the biggest difference is, or that's really been our mission is just education and awareness. And then, then the experience we've worked really hard to make a non QM loan just as easy as originating a QM agency loan. And, and so those, those are kind of the three will that have really growth. 
Okay, so um, so how do you, and I know you have great account executives that, I mean, are just so helpful. I mean, they're, they're absolutely wonderful. How do you, how do you approach um, the education piece since that's something, you know, so we talked a little bit about awareness, but now let's talk about the education piece of this. How do you approach um, educating loan officers that are just not comfortable in it? Because we know going back, you know, and I, because I've been in the business for 35 years, right? So I know going back, um, you know, gosh, my first, the first loans that I ever originated were NAGAM loans and, and oh, the yeah. good ones before everybody. Yeah, sure. Sure, sure. Else. I was with World Savings and that's you know, an Amundsen and those were the companies that did it right. Right. Everybody started jumping in and it became subprime and it really isn't a subprime product, but it required a different mindset. And so how, how do you help loan officers go into this without being, um, gosh, I, you know, I'm really having a hard time asking well, my question. No, no, I understand. I mean, the question is, yeah, what, what, why, why would a loan officer hesitate or, you know, what are the hesitations that loan officers bring? I, I think it starts with, you already mentioned our account executives. We have over a hundred account executives across the country and they are experts we don't do anything but non-QM loans. Right. There, there's a lot of people offering non-QM, but they also do agency and they also do Govy and they all and they do non-QM and, and that just that that w might work for other people. We just decided we were all in. And yeah. so we spend a lot of time, effort, and money educating first our account executives. So they're absolute experts in the business. They take their expertise and share that with loan officers. We are across the country. We're in 45 states today, and we have, we have boots on the ground in almost all of those states. And so we sit down you know, across, the, across the desk from loan officers to talk to them about their business and really show them how non-QM doesn't have to be like an either or. It's a supplement. You know, it's an additional tool in your belt to, to capture more loans referrals and and really to kind of bring a little bit more you know you mentioned that loan officer that did 18 million dollars in non-qm last month that's real you know that that that's happening everywhere so the loan that really get that and understand that non-qm can can be a supplement to their income they don't have to you know it's not a fallout product in, in our minds it's not you just wow. you get a, a refer from DU and then you see if it'll, it'll fit in not <laughs> right. that, that you, you might, maybe you get a deal a year if that, but if yeah. you want to differentiate yourself in the market is learn non QM, learn the guidelines and, and, and go out there and, and promote yourself as the non QM expert because there's not that many people doing it. You right. know, if you're out there to me as an originator and saying, Hey, I do, Fannie Mae and FHA and VA, and I do it really good. Well, who doesn't do it good? <laughs> you know, that's, right. that's what everyone does. So if you come in, like you mentioned a bank statement, I'm a bank statement expert. I, we have loan officers that promote themselves as the self-employed expert. Yeah. That, well, that's what Michelle does. Yeah, yeah. That's what she does. She really focuses on business owners. Uh, yes. You know, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head and thank you for helping me with my question. <laughs> uh, Cause I, I, I was trying to be political, but you know, 
those that know me, I, I am very political about this, but you know, one of the things that drove me nuts, you know, coming from World Savings and from Amundsen and being premier, I mean, the turnover, um, the turnover of those loans was 15%, less yes. than what right. we experience right now. You know, what I mean by turnover is refinancing and mm -hmm. the, um, the uh, payment default was less than 10% on right. those loans. And those were negam loans that I was selling. But right. it drove me crazy when the rest of the herd of loan officers all across the country decided they were going to sell this product too. Right. And just like you said, it was, well, you don't fit into this. So now we're going to start selling that negam and taking, you know, really, and I, you know, I'm going to use some of these horrible words, but, you know, taking the worst type of borrower and putting them in the most sophisticated type of loan. Right. And, and that was the problem. And I hated that. And so yes. I love that you're saying and making sure it's very clear. This is not, oh, they don't fit. So let's go and see if they can fit in here because that's where you run into problems. And I love that you have stop gaps in your manual underwriting and in your securitization to and mm -hmm. obviously with the ability to pay, um, you know, being able to, um, stop what happened in the past. So I absolutely love that. Um, and I do believe that that's really important in a niche. I have, um, you know, my clients that I'm coaching now, all of them come to me with, you know, I, I do everything. And, I, and every time that I, I hear that, it's, you know, if you're selling every product to everybody, you're selling to nobody. There's nothing to shine a light on your expertise. Right. Regardless of what your expertise is, unless you're out selling one to one to three different niches, Right. And um, those niches will help people get clarity and understanding when to refer you rather than not referring you at all because you're just another number. And well, well what's, what's interesting to me, Jen, about the whole niche selling, and this is, this is feedback that we get from our, our officers that are, that are closing a lot of non-QM loans, is that it starts out as them being a niche lender, but what it does, it gets them in the door and then everything else. The, 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 you know, the agency stuff right down the middle. It's like, hey, listen, if I can take care of, of, of these types of borrowers for you, give me a shot at your Fannie Mae borrowers as well. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden, they've seen that kind of compounding growth in their business, yeah. but they started out as the niche lender, as you mentioned, not the yeah. things to all people. Yeah, and, and again, it's not a negative niche. You know, when I was originating, I, I did VA, I did Jumbo. Mm -hmm. And I right. did a jumbo, which I loved. <laughs> yeah. um, and I mean the high, high end jumbo, like 2 million, you know, that kind right. of thing. Yep. And, um, and I did investor loans, which is mm -hmm. what led me into some non, non QM, non everything. I mean, I went all the way into fix and flips and, and yeah, those, sure. and those right. are no income verifications, but that was my specialty. That's yes. where I went with that. And, um, you know, I, and so I, I do think that's important, but that doesn't mean that those are the only loans I did. I did plenty of FHA and DPA loans and, and, uh, you know, first and second mortgages. So I love that. All right. So, um, what do you think is the biggest mistake that loan officers make once they, they say, okay, I get the concept, you know, and assuming that they're not out, uh, you know, selling it as, you know, the last resort, the loan of last resort, but rather a right. first choice for the right people, right? For the right mm -hmm. target and attracting people to this rather than chasing down people for this. Um, what do you think is the, the number one mistake, <clears throat> mistake that they make when they start it's doing their first loan 
Um, uh, you know, I, I, I think first you have to really pick your partner wisely because mm-hmm. if you're getting into a new space, you have to be sure you're with someone who knows what they're doing. I mean, it, it does require expertise. And so that's a mistake that we've seen. And we, you know, frankly, a lot of the business we get is because someone went down the path with someone that, that led them the wrong, wrong direction. So that's, that's first and foremost. I just, I, I believe you're only as good as the partnership that you form with a non-QM expert. So I would say be very deliberate in who you work with. Um, beyond that, I, I think part of it is, you know, right now we've, we're seeing a little bit of a refi boom. Oh, and yeah. Some originators get into non-QM when, when their volume is down, but then as soon as their phones start to ring and maybe some refis start to pick up, they just, oh, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that next month. I'll do that in six months. Yeah. That yeah. is just, that, that's, that is, that's that is, interesting. That's probably number two problem. Yeah. That's interesting because uh, I always say your future is a series of nows. So what are you doing now? Right. And right yeah. now, if you're only doing refis because it's low hanging fruit, um, then the future is going to be, and as we head into fall, right? And for, rates will stay low. But if we ha- as we head into fall and into winter, you know, for those of us that have that impact, <laughs> right? Right, uh, sure. They're going to start looking and going, oh, I don't know why I'm not doing anything, you know, and, and even even now, um, the future is a series of nows. A lot of people are just getting phone calls from a variety of places, and they're not actually nurturing their database um, right. you know, to get those refinances. So I think that that's, that's a really, really important thing. All right. So as we move on to, I want to talk about um, the relationship or the pitch that a loan officer has with a real estate agent. What are you, what are you finding that, that a lot of people are, are saying is the best approach for this? Is this one-on-one introduction? Is it video series? Is it doing presentations in your office and doing a class in your office to bring in some of your best partners, whether they're realtor or non-realtor? Right. Uh, what are you finding is the best tactic? I would say to, to that, Jen, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, really, all of it. There's, right. there's really no one way. It's really just getting out and getting this out in front of your, your partners and your referral sources, whatever they are, CPAs, accountants. I mean, what a, what a great referral source for that self-employed borrower. Who, who is it that's writing off their taxes and, and forcing these self-employed borrowers to not qualify for an agency loan? It's the CPAs and accountants. But yes, real estate agents, uh, you know, they're the, they've been trained post-crisis to kind of be that first line of defense. And they probably have some questions for mm-hmm. a potential buyers right such as hey are you self-employed have you talked to a a a mortgage broker or a loan originator to get qualified based on your tax returns and you know so they 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 do a lot of filtering today because they've been forced to they've they've seen deals so if you go as an originator to these agents and say listen I have to ask those questions anymore you know there there are so many more products out there today that I have, you know, what credit event, I know, you know, four or five years ago, especially as we were close to the crisis, that was an agent's first question. Have you had a foreclosure or a bankruptcy? Or a short sale. Yeah. Yeah, Because they know if if you had, then you didn't have a loan. There were, there were no products available. So now Now there are, are (laughs) one day, one day. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, okay, so let me ask you a couple more questions, and I want to talk about the product too. But okay. um, what are some of the roadblocks road a loan officer needs to be looking for as soon as they get a loan? What are some expectations? I guess would be a better way to say it. Is you know, uh, can the loan be turned in the same time as you know a um, uh, oh gosh, I can't even think of the name. I've been out of the business for a year. Uh, happy day. What's it called? One day. Uh, Stream, streamline or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not a happy. Right. Idea. Just yeah, no, no, yeah. So, so I, I think just setting proper expectations, and and that's where working with a reliable lender can help you set that up front. Or and and the the agents that are involved in a transaction. A lot of non QM lending is our purchase transactions. So you know, one thing that Angela we from the time we started this is that we knew that this was gonna be a, a big purchase product. And we also know that a, a lot of times a loan officer doesn't realize it's not gonna fit an agency until like further down the road. Right. And, you know, one thing hasn't changed and that's the closing date, right? That closing, that purchase purchase date, settlement date is, is fixed. So we've built our processes to help get these loans through the system and get them, get them quickly. So we spend a lot of our time, resources, technologies, things like that on, on fast answers up front. And as soon as you know you've got a deal, then, then you, know, you can get it in the pipeline and, and get it to us and, and get it closed. Okay, good. So that, and, and you answered that perfectly because it leads us into technology. So what are, what's the technology? And I also want to say resources as well. But what is yeah. the technology that's available um, to get fast answers so that uh, the client can compete in contracts. Absolutely. So to, we, we have two primary ones. First, they're on our website, Angel Oak MS, which is Mortgage Solutions, angeloakms.com. The first one we call Quick Qual. And we've had Quick Qual really since we started. Uh, we've had it over five years. But that's a, a, a super tool where you can just put in a few pieces of data about the borrower. And then as, after you answer those few questions, uh, potential products pop up. So you can see, okay, yeah, it does look like I might have a, a loan for this borrower. I'm going to continue the conversation with the borrower. So, it, you know, the name is what it is. It's a quick call, very high level based on FICO, loan to value, income type, things like that. How, but the next step uh, is what we call um, our quick, uh, no, excuse me, um, quick call. So I, I might have said it wrong. The first one's quick quote. <laughs> quick quote. There we go. Okay. Hey, I'm sorry. Yeah, quick quote. And now we have quick qual. And that's something that we just rolled out in July. And that's where you actually, you get the quick quote information and you take it to the next level. You would upload a borrower's three, you know, Fannie 3.2. Then you reissue their credit. So you already have the credit report. You don't need to put it in. You actually just reissue it on our website. And within seconds, we will give you an approval for that borrower. So it's a real, you know, real, literally within something that used to take 24 to 48 hours of sending that information to an account executive, uploading it. Into our I remember. <laughs> and then, you know, kind of a manual prequal. And yeah. that, that still works. We still do a lot of those every single day. But with the 3.2 and the reissuing of the credit report in our quick call system, you get an answer within seconds. And, and that is really... That, then you're ready, then you're kind of off to the races. And the other thing that is really different about ours is that it links into your account executive. So the account executive, when you run that, they get the results and they can review 
the credit report, the 3.2 file, and give you that stamp of approval if you want it. You know, if you're still not sure about something, the account executive has it on their computer and they can say, absolutely, send that, send that deal in, Let, let's, get it, let's get it closed. Yeah, I love that. Uh, for those of you listening and not watching, I was smiling as he was doing the quick qual uh, because when I was at uh, World, we had a QQ loan. It was the quick qualifier, right? It was there you a go. QQ and it was yeah. our no questions asked as long as you're putting 30% down and you have this credit score. I mean, it was right. just no questions asked. And it, and it performed very well and it wasn't um, subprime or anything like that because you had to have a right. great credit score. Sure. Um, yeah, so QQ1 and QQ2, I just coined those, sorry. Yeah, okay, hey, I love it, I love it. You might run with that, Jen. Yeah, <laughs> QQ1 and QQ2. Okay, so let's talk about the resources. Let's stay on that te technology because I know mm -hmm. that you're, you also have resources to be able to create for everyone to customize um, I shouldn't say customize, it's a template, right? A template mm -hmm. uh, for, for flyers and yes. information that yes. can Could you share a little bit about that? You sure. have tools available for people to go out and start talking about this. So if you are an approved customer of ours, we, we give you a login, username and password that you can log into our system and you're, you've right on, you hit it right on the head there, Jen. It's, it's marketing tools that, are, that you would customize to yourself. You'd put your company's logo, your information, but it's very specific. You can be very kind of an overall, you know, like a lot of the non-QM products, or you can dial into one, like an investor cash flow or a bank statement loan, something very specific. But if you're out knocking on doors at, at real estate agent offices, it's great to have a flyer because, you know, everybody works remote and everybody's on the move. So when you go into an office, there might only be one or two agents, but the other 10, you can leave a flyer behind that has name and your contact information on it. So it's a great way to expose yourself. It's free of charge. Uh, a lot of our loan officers not only do print it and, and pass it out, but they put it on social media. Of they course. Put, yeah. You know, on a regular basis, you know, here, here's my bank statement product. You know, you as an originator, if you're doing business with Angel Oak or a non-QM lender, you can promote that product as, as your own. You know, you're, you're the one right. that product market. Yeah, um, I have, you know, the reason I was just looking away is that um, there's an app called Big View, and I want to make sure I had the right name for it, just because I use it, I don't know the name of it, B-I-G-V-U, it's a okay. good app because it allows you to type up a script for using mm -hmm. video, and then it teleprompters it for you, you can have it in big nice. font, little font, go fast, go slow, depending on how you speak. And it's a great way for you to take one of these flyers and sort of internalize it, change it and say, hey, you know, today I wanted to share with you about our um, investor cash flow program and tell you what it, who it's really for, you know, and go through a prompt and then attach the flyer, you know, in social media. Right. If you have yeah. further questions, give me a call. Yeah. So it's just I'm, I'm expanding on it instead of saying, you know, here, post a flyer because a flyer, you know, I'd rather have me sell a product than a flyer sell a product than have yeah. people sell me. Absolutely. But great supplement to it. So yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing um, that as sure. well, because I, yep. I do think that that's um, really important. Okay. So, so as we continue to move along here, I want to talk about just a handful of your products. So, you know, if, okay. you're happy, if you want to say you've got five and these are what they are, that's great. But what are the most popular, maybe one or two of the most popular? Yeah, just sure. Well, you've kind of already touched on them a little bit. The, the first is the bank statement products. Mm -hmm found post-crisis, those self-employed borrowers, you know, to get an agency or government loan, 
the only thing that you can qualify with is your tax returns. Right. That's right. So when there was there were only agency loans in the marketplace, uh, those self-employed borrowers got completely cut out. So you know most right now that of the non-QM market, probably fifty percent of the production are bank statement loans, and those. Those have become really easy. There's technologies now. There's services. As an example, uh, Angel, at Angel Oak, we'll take those bank statements and we'll give you the income first because these borrowers, that's really the only reason they're not qualifying. It's not credit. It's not FICO scores. It's not cash funds to close, anything like that. It, it's their income. So we use 12 months bank statements up front and calculate the income and give that back to you as an originator. So you can just plug that into your LOS and see, okay, we've got $5,000 a month in income. Yes, that works or no, it doesn't. And, right. and because what we were finding and what was happening in the market is a lot of people were spending a lot of time on the bank statement process. And then they wouldn't find out what the income was until well into the loan process. And so we, we took that, moved it up front. Here's your income. Do you have a loan or not? And, you know, just as importantly, if you don't, then don't waste any more time. Right. You know, waste any more of your time on this borrower. Mm -hmm. So that so bank statements is a big product. Uh, another one is the investor cash flow for that professional investor. That is where a borrower qualifies on their own credit, on their own assets, but the income is based on the income that that investment property is going to going to generate. So it's kind of a commercial underwrite. It's mm -hmm. cash flow of the investment property, and will it cover? the mortgage and debts that, that we're going to create for that, for that property. Right. And that's a really, you know, I wanted to share with that too about a really good product because we, of course we know in the QM world of that, each product that you, you know, each property that you accumulate now requires an additional six months of reserves and, mm -hmm. you know, it's all these challenges and of course DTI, right? And so when someone doesn't fit that because just like a self-employed person, they write everything off or they haven't had it long enough. Right. Uh, you know, I think that that's really an important product too. It's, and we've seen a lot of growth in that. Uh, you know, there's, mm -hmm. of invest, you know, the, the crisis did create a lot of investors. You know, yeah. a lot of people became investment buyers and, yeah. and owners and, and very few of them, you know, a lot of those transactions were cash transactions. So they're sitting on tons of equity. So we're seeing a lot of cash outs for these investors. You know, they've, they've had the property for six, seven, eight years. And now they want to tap into the equity, put a little leverage on the properties that they own, and the investor cash flow is the easiest uh, way to do that. And then probably the third category uh, of products that we, you know, we do a lot of is just borrowers that have had some type of credit event, a right. lot, um, and they it hasn't seasoned long enough for an agency. Maybe they had a health a health crisis that caused them to fall behind on a lot of their debts, but now they've righted the situation. Well. For an agency loan, you still have to kind of wait that out. You know, yeah. you have to have to be a certain amount of time away from those events. Uh, but non-QM allows you to to do those loans in a shorter period. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah, and and I know that that one of the challenges, and, and that was one of the reasons that I did a lot of business with you guys was that um, one of the challenges we have is that when people have those types of events, they tend to go into a corner, put their tail between their legs, and you know, they read on the gospel of Google that it's, you know, two years, three years, five, seven, you know, whatever yes. the term is. And then right. they merge, but they, they failed to create any good credit in that period of time that they were holding. And right. so even though they emerge, they're not ready yet. 
for not right. for agency. And so we, you know, I, in a, I've told people before, you know, it's like the day you have a bankruptcy, call me because that's when we need to start working on moving you forward. So I think that that's something that's really important for people to understand too. It's not necessarily that I had the bankruptcy or the foreclosure yesterday, but that I've emerged thinking I could get a home and now I can't either. Right. And, and if you think of that, that exact scenario, Jen, as, a, as an originator, you're really truly being a consultant to that borrower. And you're probably going to get yourself a couple loans from that borrower. You're going to get their original purchase. You know, so they get the house and then in and, and, and a non-QM loan, more than likely. And then a year, two years down the line, when their seasoning has occurred for right. a loan, then you can come back and refinance them at that time. I, I love that. Okay. Awesome. So, all right. Is there, um, so if you were, if you were loan officer listening to this right now and your company doesn't offer this, I have two questions. Okay. What's I'm the ready. first step for them to do? Have them listen uh, to this podcast. Yeah. Well, so they've already taken that step, right? Uh, yes. the really is just to go to our website, angeloakms.com and find the account executive that covers their market. Okay. If their company isn't doing it, it might make more sense to have someone from Angel Oak actually have that conversation with the ownership of their company because it. it's back to that expertise. Yes. Now, a loan officer can speak to, hey, you know, I'm seeing these loans in the market. I'm losing them to our competition. You know, you got to help me out here. So that's a great perspective. But then we can talk to the owners and decision makers of the company about more the- high level. Yes. Okay. Like All right. So that's the first question. Second yes. question is, if you're a loan officer and you look and you say, oh, that's what Angel Oak is. I saw that we had them. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Gee, maybe I should be using them. Uh, what would be your first suggestion internally and your first suggestion externally? Uh, internally mean, I, I guess internally, I would say ask any loan officers in, in your branch or your area if they've uh, originated a loan with Angel Oak. Right. Uh, and we and have call, such call positive- Call your AE. Call your yeah. AE and get some training. And, and same thing, our website, we have a find your AE. It's a map. You just click on, hey, I'm in, I'm in Florida. You click on Florida and AEs and the different markets they cover just pop right up and you can reach, reach out to them directly from there. So yeah. start there. And the account executive is even going to know, you know, what kind of history Angel Oak and, and your company have had together and even what kind of products that, that have had success in your market and even more mm-hmm. maybe with your company. So uh, our account execs are, are really the, the a resource on a lot of fronts. Yeah, I love that. And then um, the external part about it is if you want to start soliciting this, what would you do first? Would you put up a video saying, hey, we've got some really great products. Would you um, go ahead and schedule something where even the AE could come in and say, you know, look, we've got we've got some things to help you close more business, realtors, other people. You know, we'd like to bring you all in and have a meet and greet or a, you know, a class. Lunch and learn, lunch and learn. We we have done so many of those with our originator partners for real estate agents across the country. And it is amazing. You know, what's funny is that guess who understands the bank statement load more than anybody? The realtor. The realtor. Exactly. Because they understand that they have a really good revenue, you know, cash flow. Yeah. Writing a lot of things off. It's not on paper the way that it needs to be. Yeah. Exactly. So so after these presentations, the the realtors usually come up to the loan officer and say, hey, can you get one of these loans for me? Or or, I've got an investment property and I 
there's no way I'd be able to qualify, but that investment cash flow loan sounds great. I, or I work with a lot of investors. That, so it's just a great way. And we're happy to be there by, by your side as a loan officer so that we can kind of be that expert in the non-QM space for you until you have become that expert yourself. Yeah, that's why I asked about bringing them in. Yeah, the, you know, proximity is always great. I mean, because they know they can't, you know, the realtor can't get to the AE because the AE is there, as you know, as a buffer. Um, right. But that proximity, whenever you can deliver value, whether it's from you or a person who can deliver it, you know, that's what's key. Yes. I mean, I could sit here on this podcast and pretend to be and try to sell Angel Oaks products, <laughs> right? Or I could bring you in and and people appreciate the fact that I brought you yes. here. Because well, and, 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 it's, and it's the, you know, we're in a relationship business. So right. for your referral partners to see the relationship that you have with your Angel Oak account executive and for them to know, hey, okay, this, this is, this is real. This is, this is really solid. And I've, you know, maybe I've heard about non-QM and yeah. I've, Angel Oak and the securitization market kind of coming back around non-QM. So now that they can kind of make the relationship and, and, and connect those dots. Yeah. So I want to end with a couple different things, you know, here. I, first, I just want to say um, that uh, right now, well, we'll be releasing this podcast in September sometime, but right now, this is a great time to be introducing this to help everybody in 2020. Right. Mm -hmm. So as we're putting yes. our business plans together, this is a great opportunity, you know, and of course, this, this podcast is called Stop Talking, Take Action, Get Results. This is what we're talking about is what is the action you're going to take after this, you know, to implement this and execute so that your 2020 is bigger, better, grander. And so are your partners, all of your partners, your financial planners that, you know, now we can free up maybe if they do have a free and clear investment property. Um, that now we can free up some cash for them to invest and that financial planner is going to love that, you know, um, right. obviously your realtors as well. Even yes. if you're listening to this years from now, and um, it's a great way to jumpstart your summer. It's a great way to jumpstart any quarter. Um, so I think that that's, you know, something that that's super, super important. And for now, it can be a supplement, you know, it can be a supplement to your business as you learn, learn that. And, right. uh, you know, I really, really appreciate, um, appreciate you. Uh, doing that. I, and again, I, I want to always put being putting, uh, putting people into an action mode. Um, yes. What do you think, have you, do you have, I want to ask this last question here is, do you, do you have any statistics on what the average loan officer is doing with you? Is this the average loan officer? And I get it. There's some that learn it and don't do anything. Yes. Learn it and do everything. But right. what do you think the average loan officer could, could do to improve their production? Is this, if you work this, the average loan officer could do one more, one more transaction a month, or is it the average loan officer could do? I, I, you know, Jay, I think it's a, a great question. I, I think, you know, like if you look holistically at, at the really the entire mortgage industry, we see non-QM and, and this is historical. You know, we look back to originations around, remember around 2000, 2001 was when non-agency, it wasn't non-QM at the time, but non-agency was guidelines were reasonable. It was risk-based pricing. It's all very, it was very similar to, to the way it is today, quite frankly. And so, um, you know, back then it was about 15% of the, of the business. So let's say our business, like the entire universe of, of mortgages is a, a, $2 billion annual business. So if it's 
15%, that's 300, no, sorry, 2 trillion, got, got my teeth. Right. That's 300 billion. Yeah, that's, that's a $300 billion uh, yeah. annual business. And we think that's where it's headed. This year, 2019, it's going to be about a 25 to $40 billion business. So the growth potential is what is the most exciting to me. We've been growing and, and it's building and, and everyone's getting accustomed to it, but it's still less than you know, 2% of the business. So it has so much growth opportunity. I think it's, it's really the biggest growth opportunity in, in all of the mortgage space. So, you know, it's here to stay like the internet you know you can you can put a blind eye to it but eventually you're going to be involved so why not do it now and you know position yourself as an expert in this you yeah. know as, as be a VA expert that's fine and be be this as well but position yourself in something that's growing exponentially uh, because and by the way entrepreneurship is going up big time yeah. right now and it will continue to rise. And as that entrepreneurship rises, and um, gosh, I wish I had, I, I just did something on this. It's a, a, a $2.4 trillion in business owners in, across the United States, right? They spend $4.2 trillion. The average owner, business owner spends um, 60000 6600 or 66000 That's their average spending power. So that's $2.4 trillion in spending power. And that's go only going to continue to grow. And they're going to continue, unless something massive changes with taxes, they're going to continue to write everything off. Yes. And that's well, be you know, think about it, how easy it is to become self-employed. You know, now you have all these uh, Lyft drivers and things like that. You know, Uber drive. there's just, it's very easy to become self-employed, even if you are w 2 as well. So the, the predictions that we've seen is there's less than 20 million self-employed individuals in the U.S. today. They, that number's expected to exceed 40 million in less than two years. Yeah, I know. And, 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 and you know, again, yeah. the, the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, it's just something. there. Yeah. yeah, it's there. No question about it. I love it. Well, Tom, I am so grateful that we had this opportunity finally yeah. um, to sit down. And, you know, I thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us and sharing these, these strategies. And hopefully this has bent an ear on some loan officers that they can take action to make this work for them and to grow their business. So, you know, if you want to grow your business, let's say 15 or 30%, right? You need to think about doing these types of loans as long as your company will allow it. And please be sure to go to Angel Oak, M as in Mary, S as in Sam, as in Mortgage Solutions, angeloakmortgagems.com and find your local account executive and get them into your office to help you grow your business. Um, and again, thank you so much, Tom. Thanks, um, Jen. If, some, if someone wants to get a hold of you, what is the best way for us to open that door? Uh, my email is tom.hutchins, H-U-T-C-H-E-N-S, at angeloakms.com. Okay. We'd love to help you out. Awesome. Okay, where are you guys going to be next? What, what's on the docket? You're always at conferences. Where oh, my gosh. There's, there's conferences every month, and we're at all of them, Jen. So. Okay. <laughs> so, you <laughs> so know, if you're going we'll to a concert, please one. make sure you look, look them up, go over and chat with them. Now, you, you know, your reticular activator will be going, and you'll be able to see them. They have this round blue logo that uh you know you can look for see it and have a see right behind me yeah, and there's a little tree <laughs> like an oak tree yeah I love it. 
You thank got you. it. So Good deal. Here today, I sure appreciate it. And again, thank you all of um, the listeners and our you know those that are watching us on video. Uh, thank you so much for joining me um, every week, and I really appreciate it. I ask you again, please go to iTunes and take a few minutes to give us a great rating and make some comments there. We want to know what you um, love hearing and what you um, have enjoyed about the podcast that we're bringing to you, both on the personal and professional. Um, platforms, you know, for personal growth and professional. And thank you again for listening and have a fantastic week. Um, don't forget, stop talking, take action so that you can get the results that you've been looking for. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Stop Talking, Take Action, Get Results. Can't get enough and want more? Visit jenduplessis.com to book Jen to speak at your event or company or learn about her coaching programs. You can schedule your private strategy session with Jen by texting STRATEGY to 66866. If you want to multiply your results in record time while working less and having a life, contact Jen today. Thanks again and be sure to tune in next week.